It's Friday, baby. That's good. Yo. Oh, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. It is a female voice. Everybody, please welcome the incredibly talented, multifaceted director, actor, choreographer, very strong woman in the creative force in Toronto. Can I get a round of applause for Paige Foskett? What up, Paige? Round of applause in DJ Hall. Paige, what is up, man? How you doing? I mean, I'm hanging with you guys, so... Pretty good, then. I'm in a good headspace. For the people who have no idea who you are, what's what's your elevator pitch for yourself? Um, I would say that I am a multifaceted creative person. I, like Nolan said, direct, choreograph, act, sing, came from musical theater, so... I think I'm dope because I bring a lot of those things into everything I do. And yeah, kind of where I focus most is uh, music videos right now. Um, and then, yeah, that's... Uh, Funny enough, we, um, all three of us, just wrapped a music video together. The first time we worked all together on a project. True. And it was that, cool. It was pretty dope. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Paige, what was your role? Director, producer, everything. Director, <laughs> producer, director, mom, yeah, dad, fuck everything. everything. <laughs> Spencer, you were camera operator. You're going to be helping with the edit, right? Because you're a full time <laughs> editor, right? Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> crickets. Ah, crickets. I was hands. I actually really enjoyed being hands. Uh, we had hands though. We had a uh, shout out to Chris Jackvu for yeah. being our. Our PA, stellar PA, he lifted a lot of heavy shit for yeah, us. He did. Mm-hmm. So he was, yeah, he was a grip it was too. A, it was a small crew, so I think everybody was wearing many hats. Yeah, mm-hmm. even uh, the subjects. Yeah, yeah, Lynn, <laughs> yeah. the the Talent lead actress, crushed. pushing a car. There's, oh my god! There's yeah. nothing more iconic. So what we're telling life. you is to look out on. I mean, we'll let you know if Ooh. you're a listener <laughs> when you can watch it. Yeah, it's in the edit. It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be a fun one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we didn't want this to feel like an interview with Paige. Uh, we, like we always say, we're just having raw, candid conversations and answering questions about the industry that no one was ever willing to fucking answer for us. And we kind of just had to learn on the go. And Paige is very much so in the industry heavily right now, doing all the things. So besides um directing as a late for music videos sorry everyone hold. everyone hold for a spend to crack a beer it's done it's done you want to take a sip you want to crack mine too while you're at it also um <laughs> before you get in uh get into that i'll let nolan finish this question but when you start how many years mm-hmm. page were you in have you been in the industry and w- when you got it in but um it's so hard to answer because i've been in what I consider the industry, like my industry, what I do for at least 10 years. That is like starting in theater. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being on stage, but also doing stage managing and learning how to produce through that when I was like 17, going in like I did an internship at CTV and kind of learned line producing. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Uh, TV girl. Yeah, I was like with the line producer of CTV in London. I wrote my own story for the news. Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like a broadcast journalist. Like, 
Paige Foskett reporting for the six o'clock news. <laughs> like, you can't even say six o'clock without slurring. I know that's true, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm not doing that. Uh, no, and then I went to school. I went to Ryerson or University X, as people call it, uh, for media production. Thought I was gonna like direct film and TV, which you know I still kind of think I will. Uh, but then I started doing theater again. So I've kind of been all over the place. But yeah, I'd say I'd be I've been at it for like doing this stuff mostly exclusively for the past like three years like with a hyper focus on this right yeah would you say your first gig doing movement direction for choreography was actually a music video with you and me where we did for sam hart yeah i would say so yeah yeah that was a few years ago is there top of your mind anything that you really been enjoying about the last two years of specifically in the director's seat hmm it totally depends on what I'm directing, I mm. think. I love working with actors. Um, so I think a lot of my training as an actor has sort of bled into the work I love doing the most, which is telling stories. Like, I refuse to do anything if I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, what is the story we're telling? Even if, like, I love working with directors or cinematographers who are, like, super focused on composition and the technical side of things, and then I step in and... Be like, okay, but what are we trying to say? And how are we saying it mm. with the people on the screen? Whether it be, you know, I've done lots of music videos with just the artists where like they're just singing their song or whatever the video is. Can you name drop a few? Just for the people. Name drop a few? So they can look it up. Yeah. Okay. Like Dizzy. Ooh, uh, Dizzy the Band. Dizzy the Band. That's a good one. Uh, Royal Mountain. Just did one for Deanna Petkoff. Just signed to Royal Mountain. Go check it out. Super dope. Failing upwards. Um... And the latest one. Oh, Jeremy. oh, uh, Jeremy Walmsley. Of course. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> this, the video will for sure be out by the time this airs. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Go so check it out. Go check it out. Link in bio. <laughs> do we, do we, we, we do have a bio yeah. on Instagram. Link in bio. Check it out. Link in the description box? Yeah, it's even in the, there's a description box for each podcast episode. Mm. So well, there's links. All the links. There you go. They but do yeah, so, so even working with artists where they're just singing their song, it's still like, if we're not getting an authentic story and understanding like what the person on the screen that we're watching is saying, the audience disconnects. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in this industry kind of forget that mostly on the technical side, like it sort of just gets lost. And I've been as an actor, I've been there many times when it's just like, you don't hear anything about the story you're telling, even in commercials. Mm -hmm. So I bring that into everything I do. It's really cool that you bring that up because all three of us wear several different hats, not just on set, but in our personal lives. Like if we did a quick like breakdown, I myself am a cafe manager, photographer, DP. I also love singing and doing performing where Spencer works full time as an editor, but he also makes dope music. You know, has his YouTube grind. Yeah, very <laughs> it's very dope. Um, and he's a very talented skateboarder. He'll never tell you to, but like he is almost thirty, and the board still flips. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Almost thirty. <laughs> We're almost. I know. I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Once upon a time, sponsored skateboarder. Yeah. See, yeah. very cool. And then Paige, you're telling us all the things that you do, and I think it's so important for creatives to understand that there is a time that you're going to have to wear 
multiple hats at the same time, especially when you're first starting out and there's small crews. So it's really cool and really important to have experience um, on different sides because then you can apply that into your own practice. And mm-hmm. that's exactly why you're here, Paige. Mm-hmm. You know, you you are so well experienced and we really wanted to hear not just your voice, but as a very strong woman in the director seat and how uh, important your job can be for other creatives, you know, not mm-hmm. just women, but if we can touch up on how important your voice is as a woman in the director seat. Mm-hmm. I will say it's, t- it's taken time and I'm still getting there to, mm-hmm. to trust that what I have to say matters and that I have interesting things to say. <laughs> Um, but it's like being being put in positions like that even as a a choreographer I've definitely done more work well I've directed a lot in theater I kind of always forget that because I am now more focused and interested in film and music videos Mm -hmm. but I've done a lot of work in theater and anytime you're in a position of power it's like all eyes are on you they expect you to know what to say and the biggest thing for me is like I don't think there's a place for ego in creativity at all. Oh. And like... Say that one more time. I don't think that there's a place for ego in creativity. I think ego has a negative connotation. We can understand ego in psychology for different things, but like the way that most of society understands the word ego, it's a negative thing and sort of correlates to thinking, to like being egotistical and conceited and power i would i would associate that word with it too like so anytime that i'm leading a room like leading an audition room leading a rehearsal room leading a set leading a zoom call like i always go into it with i don't have the best idea you might we all might this is everything i do is collaborative and i don't know that's something that as i'm getting older and getting more experienced i I feel like is one of my biggest strengths now Mm. just being able to like lead and make executive decisions, but also pulling in other people's energies and other people's ideas and making the room really safe. I think Mm. that's a big one. Yeah. That's like massive for me on set. Like that's the most important for sure. Yeah. As a head. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it's so important? I think a lot of people, me included, have just had bad experiences where, where you don't feel safe. And if you're not feeling safe in a creative space, you're going to hold back. Mm. Your essence isn't going to come out. That, that goes for everybody on set, like crew, talent, in a theater rehearsal room. Like, If you don't feel safe, you're going to start putting walls up. You're going to start protecting yourself. You're going to start holding back. We're not going to get your essence, your authenticity. We're not going to get the best performance or where your set of skills can be elevated to. Like, Mm. I don't think people realize how much we have learned to compartmentalize ourselves in every walk of life. Like in everything that we do, we like bring different parts of ourselves to it. So, Mm. I mean, we just did a shoot together. So you guys probably hopefully (laughs) saw (laughs) that like, that's really important to me. And I, I just think the best work comes out of it. So that's something that as a cis female like identifying presenting woman i think is really valuable it's something it's like a softness that i bring that mm. 
I don't know. I think it sets me apart. I think it sets a lot of women in this industry apart. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. How do you do it though? So we, one of the previous episodes, we were talking about how we got special moves, a little bit of secret sauce, whether it be in pre-pro, production, and post, but we all have our special moves. And my thing too was we always talk about how creating is always collaborative, but when I'm on set, my main thing that I love to do is that I make sure I play music that my subject likes so they can feel more safe, more comfortable with themselves, and I can capture their true essence. Mm. So I do that by playing music. Like as a photographer? Yeah, we dance around, we have fun, and then we get to break the walls down. So how do you on set kind of bring this safe and soft and compassionate feeling where you are getting the best collaborative product out of? Hmm. So I'm trying to like relay images of myself on set like what i do it's hard to be introspective and talking about your work like that you know yeah it's hard it does sound like this is your like your big special move though Mm -hmm. for like this is your secret sauce of how you make people feel safe on set and feel okay to tell you that something that they're doing is comfortable or uncomfortable yeah yeah i mean first of all i've been in therapy for many years i think that has absolutely shout out to therapy shout out to therapy (laughs) without a doubt has informed the way I move through life in general, mm-hmm. especially with creativity. And on that note, we'd like to thank our sponsors, better <laughs> health. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Dial a therapist. Um, yeah, please. please. But yeah, I think um, it's informed a lot of the ways I move through life and, and how I approach really any human interaction I have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. It's treating people on set. So like, let's say I'm, I'm working w- like with talent. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a human first before you are a product or something that I'm trying to morph into something that I need to, you know, you know what I mean? It's like everything you're doing is just as important, if not more important than what all of us here are doing. I think sometimes that gets lost. Oh, for sure. Like in, in, in general? In work, in, in, oh, our, yeah. in, in our whole industry, to, to be completely honest. Sometimes you're just treated as like what you are as a service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I just have no interest in operating in that way. Um, mm-hmm. So also as a story, like, I'm just a storyteller in general. And I think as an actor, that's kind of where it's shown up a lot. And mm. then I've wanted to bring it into the other side and just always checking in with people about their boundaries, like especially talent, like Mm -hmm. making sure they feel so safe, so seen, so heard, like whatever their boundaries are, like they are set. We understand them. So that's one side of it, but then having fun. Like I think starting with fun is the most important thing. Like Mm -hmm. I will never start a day, especially like if I'm leading the space, I'm always cracking jokes. I'm always doing. Oh, weird we, dances. we experienced that on set. I'm going to show up and be, be me mm-hmm. so that you know you can show up and be you. You know, like I, I don't feel the need to present a certain way or. Underrated. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But like, I don't need to prove myself to you. I don't need to be validated by you. Like, I'm here in this role for a reason. And that's all that matters. Like, so let's just have fun. Like let's let's all be ourselves and 
get the work done. I say it's so underrated because even on the way to set, we like we chatted quickly. We were in the car, and I was saying this is like one of the few sets that like I haven't worn all black too, mm-hmm. because usually that's it. And you're usually you're just a cog in the wheel. It's not about having fun. You're just you're going to get the job done. Blend in. No personality. I mean, sure, personality like matters because you need to get hired again. You need to be uh, nice to work with and mm-hmm. and safe to work with. But like the general goal is to get the fucking job done you know what i mean it's not really to be like woo, let's have fun and be yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> like so it's that's a refreshing perspective i think that's overlooked yeah totally totally uh and if i were to comment on our shoot that we just did like it was a long fucking day mm-hmm. it was we met at 10 a.m and we didn't wrap until after 1 a.m like that's a very very long day and yes maybe towards the end we were all a little bit tired and we kind of wanted to get things on the move. But I would say 90% of the time, I was having a blast. The entire crew was having a blast. And now we all have just were looking at uh, some of the footage and it's fucking gorgeous. And it's not that we didn't expect it to turn out well, but we know that by having fun and being uh transparent and communicate on set and making sure the whole vibe was good this product is going to be stellar because of it like yes you can hire some sort of dp that has had years and years of experience but if he's a fucking dickhead or she you know or them sorry um it is going to show in the work and in the talent and how much they want to produce within it for it to you know reflect on how good this final product is going to be so being authentic, being real, having fun. Those are massive major keys. And we don't have to wear black to do that. Fuck that, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean it was like forty degrees. So there's literally no chance. My shoulders are peeling from the sunburn. Mm-hmm. Um Nolan, I was just gonna touch on that. Like I I just think if you're not having fun in everything you're doing, why are why are you doing it? Like to get paid, sucks. baby. We're a lot no, but like we're alive having this human experience like on this planet to what like work no Mm -hmm. you should be having fun no matter what you're doing i don't care somewhere along the line somebody set the precedent that you have to be a dick and you have to like be a hard ass on set uh, yeah it's perspective yeah no to be like a leader Mm -hmm. when one day i'm directing a massive show or movie like it's gonna be the most fun set Mm. there's gonna be confetti there's gonna be nerds <laughs> we're gonna be eating candy it's nerds. gonna be amazing mm-hmm. um but to go back to the question the other thing i was gonna say is i incorporate specifically when i'm working with talent like i incorporate their ideas as much as possible mm. like if i'm doing choreo or, or movement direction everything i do like every 20 minutes i'm like checking in with them to be like Okay, how are you feeling? Does that sit nicely? What do you think? Like, Mm. initially, I'll always check in to see how they move. Like, if I'm doing movement direction, I want to see how they move to the song. Like, sometimes we'll just have a dance party. And I'm like, let's just, let's just vibe. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because movement direction is more like I show up on the day and we, we kind of create together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pro tip, get the camera rolling while that's happening. Some, (laughs) Some of the best shit comes out of just rolling those rehearsal takes yeah for the record for sure because they're just that's me saying show me you babe like mm. show me your essence let's go like, like i need to pull from that so 
every artist I've worked with, I've done that and pulled that out before we start working and it's always worked. That's tight. Mm -hmm. So we know that you have been gaining experience and you've been in this space for quite a long time now as an actor, producer, director. But I want to kind of tap into the space of when you first started getting some notable gigs that were a little bit more serious, more was on the line. And I was wondering if you can kind of touch up on the pressures or obstacles you may have come across of your first time sitting in the throne, the director's seat, you know, and specifically, were there any obstacles as you being a woman in a pretty male dominant industry when you first started getting these big old gigs that are like know. showing up to projects and you're like, maybe the only female, maybe the only mm -hmm. woman on, on set or the only one on the project. Yeah, there's been many times when I've been the only gal. For me, I've been pretty lucky in in like music videos and and stuff to not ever really feel marginalized for being the only woman. Uh, it's always been a, a pretty safe space. But that being said, there's always I'm always going to be bringing in a bit of fear of like, is my voice going to be heard? Am I going to be mansplained to? Am I going to be taken seriously? You know, so many things. We could go through a whole list of things that I have to think about before arriving anywhere uh, and showing up in presence as a woman. It's like, of course, I feel like most most women just like are kind of equipped to deal with that in mm. in a pretty good way. And it's it's why, like going back to what I was saying before, like I think I'm, not just me. I know many, many, many women who are just as good with like people and understanding how to like read people and vibe people out and mm -hmm. make them feel seen and heard because we understand what it feels like to not be. So, True. yeah, like I would definitely say I'm I'm very privileged in a sense of like the community that I've been able to work with thus far in my career has been very empowering. I've been very lucky, but I have many uh, like memories in theater, the first thing I, I like fully directed was my thesis project in, in university. It was like a, a short 20 minute dance narrative film, like full production. I put like my blood, sweat and tears into that thing. And it was like a decent sized set. Like, you know, there was there was a shoot day where there was like 40 extras, which isn't that many. But like for a student <laughs> film, that's like, pretty big. Yeah, that's kind of so... a lot. I don't think I've done a project with more than three extras. <laughs> so pretty big. Yeah. And so. Lucas Joseph, who was my DP on that, who's like very like well known in the industry now, uh, is a phenomenal cinematographer. He is one of the most monumental people when I look back of of like men who lifted me up. Mm. Like I have so many small memories of him that I have so much gratitude for of him pushing me like you have this like small aside moments where he's like, this is your call. Like this is yours, you know, and and. Just those moments. I kind of like reversed the question because I'm talking about like the good moments. But mm -hmm. then I think I was like 23 when I directed my first theater show. And oh, so, so much ageism, so much like sexism in just like being put in a position where, yeah, your voice isn't heard or you feel like someone's making you feel stupid or making you feel small. And I guess through many moments of, of just like going through that, I've always, first of all, I've always had a lot of misplaced feminist rage. Like, 
sometimes I don't know what to do with it. I just start yelling. <laughs> Nolan experienced it earlier. Oh my god! It was the eyebrows, man. <laughs> yeah. I just like I asked yeah. you a question and it had nothing to do with me, but the eyebrows just—they just fucking became one eyebrow, and I immediately got scared. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going yeah. on? It's not about me here." That was intense. <laughs> but yeah, I think that has helped me honestly. Um, Totes push back. Mm. Uh, through that, there's been lots of, of moments of me doubting myself. I think mm-hmm. most humans on the planet have some sense of that. 1,000%. And at any point in their career and life. Uh, so that's not unique. But like, I, w- I would say the biggest thing is th- that has gotten me through it all is just being like, failing can only make me better at this. Like the only thing I can get from failing is learning. Mm-hmm. So... It doesn't scare me to to fall and to fail and to like slip up and mess up. Like I've made lots of bad calls along the way that I was like, fuck, I should have done that differently. And I will next time, mm-hmm. you know, so there's that cliche quote. I think it's by Thomas Edison when he was trying to create the my boy light bulb. Was he, he made the light bulb, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said something like, uh, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work you know Mm. and i don't i try and bring that into my practice too because i make several mistakes that i have certainly grown from but you make it better the next time it's just another version of it you just keep moving forward with it and it's not you failing that's going to subject you to being stagnant and not wanting to create you just Mm. found other ways that aren't as good (laughs) and you know what circle back to the ego thing like i think i tie that into why i think there's no place for ego because Mm -hmm. also synonymous to like failing versus succeeding like that's Mm -hmm. not real uh and like every opportunity is an opportunity to like gain knowledge and gain insight and get new ideas and grow and reshape and reform and evolve. Like there's no place for ego because we all have good ideas. Nobody has the best idea in the room. Mm. And then also failing does that too. So it's just like ego. Yeah. There's never just one way to get to like an end result, you know, Mm. like there's always multiple. Yeah. Multiple ways. So like, yeah. How exciting. I also wanted to ask, like, if you have any mansplaining moments that Oof. are that stick out for you. I heard you kind of slow, like internally giggle earlier when she had mentioned that. And I was like, "Fuck, Spencer's done it." And then when I laughed at you realizing that you've done it, I was like, "Fuck, I've done it too." I don't know. It's just like it's, it's just, something that we don't experience as mm-hmm. as men, and we're also complete assholes because you get caught up in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we don't even realize we did, there wasn't even a term for it but the moment that someone brought that up to me i was like hmm, i probably yeah. <laughs> probably have you know yeah. and it's awful but there's, i'm sure in this industry you there's been a few times where yeah um the one that comes to mind is it was definitely the first full-length play that i directed like a two-hour show i was brought on as the director after the show was already cast and like everything was kind of already set the human who wrote it uh, is a man and he was also starring in it and um he would be trying to direct well on stage because he wrote it like there was no in his brain either it was one of two things either he's a misogynist or he forgot <laughs> that you exist? he brought me on as the director so that he could be the star 
and the writer and that's it. So there would be moments in rehearsal where I would say I would explain a full thing of how it was to be done. And keep in mind, this was like one of those experiences where I had to really I almost had to revert back from everything I just explained about what I love about how I work to be like, oh, I need to act like a man so that you listen to me. Uh, hmm. Right. Like because the my regular approach wasn't working and I hated that. I didn't like that at all because it's not how I work. It doesn't feel authentic to me. But there was another guy in the cast and he would he started to pick up on it. The guy would be like, no, I don't like that idea. And then the other castmate who started to pick up on it would explain the same thing I just said. And then the guy would be like, oh, that's a great idea. And me and the other cast member would look at each other and I'm like, I don't even want to say thank you to you because this is so fucked. That's so yeah. gross. You know what I mean? That's messed. And it was insane. Like all my ideas were in the show. Everything I wanted was in the show, but it's because this other guy would have to say it for him to like actually do it you know what i mean yeah it was ridiculous that's so frustrating it's already difficult enough when you're in the director's seat to have your voice be heard at times mm -hmm. and especially when you're first starting out finding your voice is so difficult but then we spencer and i have not experienced what that at all mm -hmm. so it's very interesting to hear that take in that perspective um yeah and we did like i did end up having conversations with him aside because essentially he was also the producer mm -hmm. so like at the end of the day he did call the shots in some way but like yeah i had to have hard conversations with him where i was like you agreed to this so you need to like take your seat and like let me be in mine mm -hmm. but again learned so much from that experience and i'm ultimately like kind of glad it happened because it made me stand really strong in my beliefs and how I operate. So, yeah. <laughs> if you were to look at from where you're standing right now in your career and kind of look back and backtrack over the things that you've done, you participated in, things that you've led, were there any monumental moments that defined the direction you were going in? Were there things that really shaped your experience in this industry and shaped your ambitions and things you want to do and move forward with? I don't think there's like any specific monumental moments, but I think the biggest recurring theme for me is do the things that feel good. Mm. Like that is the biggest roadmap to quote unquote success and happiness uh, and being good at the things you do. And like really blossoming in those things. Anytime that I've gone against my own instincts or intuition, doing things for other people for the sake of other people, doing things that didn't feel like they aligned with me, doing things that felt like they were not right. Not to say I didn't take like lessons from them, but those were always the wrong moves because mm. I wasn't actually following like my true north. And any time that I have followed the impulse, followed the instinct, has opened up floodgates of learning and opportunities and connections and breeding. Like, it's always been a ricochet effect onto the next thing. Mm. So I think 
our generation especially is in a really tricky spot. The millennials, like, I think the younger generation under us will be, like, in a better spot. But mm-hmm. we are so, we're, like, raised on the understanding that you have to work yourself to the bone to make money to, what, buy a house? That's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's It's not cute anymore. Like, why are we doing that? So that's really where I'm at. Uh, I sort of strayed away from the question, but like ultimately doing the things that feel the best are the things that make me feel the most confident and make me feel so passionate about learning. And again, every like encompassing everything that we were just saying about failing and like not being afraid to fail and things just clicking into drive, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I guess the like little words of wisdom is like lean in to the things that feel good. You heard it y'all lean in, lean in, be real, be true, be authentic. You have to be yourself anytime you're, you're present. Yeah. Even when being present, that's a good one. We could talk about that for a while, but yeah. 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 Being present, man. It's been, I feel like Spencer and I are learning so much more about you and about this perspective even though i've already known you for years now i think it's incredible and it was such a fucking treat to work with you the the way you've been explaining on this pod how you operate as a director we saw all of that the other day Mm. there were some really beautiful moments that we don't really need to touch up on but there was very human moments uh where we should yeah okay (laughs) okay uh one of them you were off the tape we were talking about how so when we said it was a small team it was a small small team and our our lead uh subject who was also the artist who was also kind of the producer of the music video Mm -hmm. he was dealing with some behind the scenes shit that a plethora of of behind the scenes shit that could have derailed the entire shoot day and instead of you as a director being frustrated that we weren't on time and we weren't getting exactly what we wanted you had a moment of compassion and that compassion resulted into comfort from our subject and with the comfort and safety that was uh, established there we were able to move forward and continue to collaborate and make something amazing. And then uh, another example is you and I had moments where, you know, I was the DP on the project, but there was times where I look at you and I say, look, like it's your call. What do you want? And instead of you kind of rushing things and wanting to kind of move forward the project, even when it was getting later, you would take the time, you'd think, and you'd communicate mm. with the artist. You'd communicate with me. You'd communicate with Spencer. And you made sure that all of our opinions and thoughts were in the hat and you were pulling not just one of the ideas you were making sure that all of them had coincided with one another and it is going to clearly be seen in the final cut Mm. so yeah it was a slice Mm. it was a slice to work with you (laughs) all right you ready for uh we've been talking a lot (laughs) and the thing we do are some quick hitters quick questions oh gosh it means you only get top of the dome, whatever comes oh. to your mind. You just got to hit us with it. I freeze in these moments. Yeah, well, buckle up. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy, easy. First one. Yeah. 
what is your snack that you need, or drink you need to always have on set? Go. Oh, sparkling water. Duh. That's uh, I'm pretty sure we both spent yeah, yeah. Like apples and also goldfish. Oh, nice. got that sugar. Got the carbs. The yeah. hydration. What are your uh, What are your go to go to tools of the trade right now? Things that you're using constantly to get by uh, to make your life easier. I'm a classic pen and paper kind of gal. Okay. And analog shout out headphones like all right get the headphones on smoke a little weed Mm. write some ideas down nice (laughs) what is the thing that you do to get yourself in the mood before you go ahead and shoot either as an actor or as the director oh uh definitely meditate Mm. i'll usually pull some tarot cards oh and sometimes i'll just listen to like some binaural like music oh crazy very dope who's one person right now that's inspiring you uh julia hart i've been watching my unorthodox life on netflix she's the ceo and co-owner of elite world group like the modeling group in new york Mm -hmm. and she's such a badass feminist like left her orthodox jewish community at 43 and just like her career boomed and she's a an icon i'm very inspired by her right now oh yeah big inspo Last question. We keep it raw. We keep it very candid. We don't care if you hurt our feelings, but out of one to 10, how was it working with me and Spencer? Go. 3.5. Eight. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, hey, dude. Eight, you want to, I know it's a quick quick hitter, but you want to elaborate on the eight? Yeah, I think um, I had never worked with you guys before, really. Like, we've done one thing together and then like spencer and i just made that poetry video uh it's called home again you can find it on my instagram at page fosk um <laughs> quick plug quick plug, Quickest but, uh, plug ever. <laughs> even pulled the microphone away <laughs> <laughs> um no i think you two as a little duo are ultra dynamic super cute right super cute like i like that ultra dynamic you uh, both have very varying skill sets but also like you're good at similar things but your energies are super different. Your approach to things is super different. Uh, and I think it balances each other well. And I don't know. It's like a full a mishmash of like all the things that I needed at uh. least. Like I was well met. I think you both did a good job at meeting me where I was. Like Nolan, when you couldn't, Spencer could and like vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was good. I felt as a as a female leading person on that set i felt very heard i felt very equal and i felt like it was a safe space so hell yeah yeah thank you wow creative yeah good vibes um where can people find you on the internet find me on the internet um (laughs) my instagram is at page fosk i don't know any of my handles off by heart actually just type my name page foskett and uh you'll probably find me everywhere all right. Nice. Yeah. Well, available to work. Available <laughs> to be hired. Hire me. <laughs> As always, we'd love to hear from you. Please. So, Spence, where can they find us and where can they contact us? Uh, same place as always. Always. And <laughs> it's not at Paige Fosk. It's at the Creative Herd on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can, from there, hit the link in the bio. It'll take you to the website. Yep. Creativeherd.com or .ca and hit the contact and drop us a line. 
uh, and let us know what you like, don't like, or if have any questions for us. We'll do our best to answer, I guess. We love all mail. Hate mail. Love mail. Dude, I'm down for hate mail. <laughs> Me too. I'm actually kind of down for hate mail. <laughs> it's okay. It'll make us better. Can I ask you guys a question? And if it makes it in great, and if not, if there's not time, then okay. yeah. Um, I want to know something that from this experience that we just had. The music video. Yeah, like a takeaway that you took from a takeaway. it. Takeaway. Mm. Yeah, like something that you didn't go into that experience with, but you left with. Like a learning moment, something that clicked for you, um, like a problem that you learned how to solve, something you learned about yourself. I just feel like this was me talking a lot, and I—I I don't really know. I mean, I definitely like valued the experience because I was just gonna say like I learned a lot, but like what did I actually learn? I think it's been a long time to like work with people in person, first of all. So that mm. was ultra weird, and to collaborate that way was was great. And to like kind of relearn that jive of like how to communicate in person and like reading body language and stuff, I think is always a learning experience. And to like balance yourself out, balance your emotions, even when you're like kind of really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, what like what would you say? Yeah, you right off the bat when you said that we haven't done anything in person with the team in a very long time, that rattled me. I was like, oh my god, I almost for I didn't forget, but like we've been going through a pandemic y'all yeah. so well it's like dude it's so easy to like shut ideas down to someone's zoom face mm-hmm. rather than like when you're in front of a person and you and i tell you an idea and you're like that's fucking dumb yeah hurts way more <laughs> <laughs> way more wait did that happen someone call hr <laughs> you <laughs> small set. i would have dealt with it someone <laughs> talked to you like that spencer i would have dealt with it oh my god no that I, didn't happen did not, yeah, no, did I not happen. yeah i mean for me personally uh it's it was a reminder that you absolutely can work with friends people have this misconception that you can't get any great work done with friends because you'll either on one side goof off and lack productivity or b it may kind of sever your relationship and making uh make it problematic and i've always believed that yeah right but for the most part, yeah. that you couldn't Paid work. Mm, paid, oh. paid work. It's tough. It really is because, you know... Once money's involved, sorry. Once yeah. money's involved, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and it's we always say that your name is your biggest asset. You are your own brand, especially when you're a freelancer, right? So now that you're putting in a, a relationship, your friendship, in the midst of it too, it makes things a little bit tricky. But I've always known that Spencer, like you said, he's my he's my dynamic duo. You know, Spencer and I have made so many things together for so many years. And it was really nice to be behind the camera again with him and uh, set as a reminder that we can make some beautiful fucking art together still. And we will continue to do so. And then mixing in another best friend, aka you, Paige, I had zero uh, worries or reservations about us working together because I've known you for so long and I, I would know when to listen and I would know when to lead. And for me personally, you said something today off the tape. Uh, actually, it was through text. And you said that nothing beautiful and interesting comes within the comfort zone. So you should live outside of it more. And when you sent that to me, I actually screenshotted that because it was uh, 
it was a great reminder that like I haven't done that in a while. I have not DP'd. I've just been taking photos and that's been kind of my, my career for the past few years. And mm. making this, I did have some insecurities and some anxieties about the shoot day. And like, I'm also very, the way I approach a lot of long work days is ask all the questions. So there not, there are no surprises and we make sure that all the wrinkles are ruffled out beforehand. And so we can kind of be proficient about it because there is definitely some trauma from past shoots that have gone severely wrong and it made me kind of leave it like a a distaste in my mouth about shooting but once the camera was in my hand and once I had you guys by my side it was an excellent awesome experience Mm. I had a great time and I can't wait to do more of this with you guys because uh yeah it's dope it was a dope time. Really Good. Set. I mean, I was going to just say, like, Nolan, I definitely knew that you had, like, I could smell your anxiety <laughs> weeks before. Uh, and obviously, like, I'm neurotic. Like, I like to plan things very well. Mm-hmm. But I also think I have a bit, I don't know, I come from a different place, I guess. Like, I haven't really had traumatic experiences. So I kind of go in to things with the mentality of like, like specifically for this one, if let's say everything goes wrong, let's say literally nothing, nothing that we planned happens, which is what happened. For the There's <laughs> always creativity is one of the most incredible things in the world. Collaboration is one of the most beautiful experiences. So I'm like, something for everything that goes wrong something goes right and from everything that goes wrong you can make something right you can make something better i don't fear things going wrong i don't fear things not working out or failing because 1000% something else is going to happen if we only had jeremy standing there with a guitar that was the music video that's still a music video and we would still do something cool with it so like I don't get afraid to scrap ideas. Like I'm very, I'm known for just being like on the day I'll make three minutes of choreo. And if the dancer doesn't want to do it, let's fucking scrap it. Mm. Let's make something else. Let's smash our brains together and make something cool. So I was looking forward to that. And it, it was interesting to like navigate on the day, like the, the varying ways that we deal with stress mm-hmm. <laughs> and Spencer's just chill as fuck. <laughs> It's, I think it's all about that, like that certain dynamic is all about being open and mm-hmm. we're all open in our different ways. Yeah. I used to have like a, a director prof who we would all like block scenes, write a scene and in the studio we would like try to perform it basically and like the camera goes here and we'd block out the actors and in the middle of the scene he would just walk in and be like, those two lights down, we're going to throw a wall up here, what do you do? And it's you have to figure out the scene and like try to reshoot it immediately, or he would give you some sort of scenario that all of a sudden it doesn't work. Mm. So if you're not ready for it, it'll tear you apart way more than if you yeah kind of anticipate like okay here's my plan, but if something happens that's okay. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm open to see what's on the other side. A hundred percent. There's nothing good comes from being married to ideas. Facts. It is like detachment is crucial. Mm-hmm. You can't be attached to things. You have to just like be in flow 
be in presence. That's yeah. where true magic lies, in my opinion. It's a good place to, good place to leave it. That was fun, guys. Thank you. Thanks for You're welcome. thanks for joining us, Paige. We had a great time chatting with you. You know, I'm I was very excited to be here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Creative Herd. Creative Herd.